Hello, and welcome to Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth. We're so happy that you decided to join us today. This is the teaching podcast from our Sunday worship service, recorded at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Our goal as a church is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. We hope that this message inspires you and helps to lead you deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know things look a bit different this morning, but I'm glad that you're home joining us and, and watching us here. Um, my name is Alex, for those that don't know, and we're actually in uh, starting a new series called The Promise of Guidance, uh, where we're going to be going into how God guides us and equips us to, to make decisions in our lives. Um, I've been in youth ministry for 12 years. I've uh, worked in Christ Fellowship for about 10. And, you know, every time I've met someone who um, wants to get closer to God, or maybe they've given their life to God or, or think, something like that, they, the most common question I hear is, what do you think God wants me to do? What do you think God wants? wants me to do. Now, I want you to look at that question, and there's two words that we're going to dive into later on, and it's the word what and do. What do you think God wants me to do? Uh, In this series, we're going to tackle and get into how to make decisions the way God wants us uh, to make them, you know, because we need God's help. Um, Decisions are so important. The decisions we make now will determine the stories that we tell later. Um, the person that you are now um, is det- was determined by the decisions that you made in the past. That's a, it's a little heavy. You know, the person that you are now was determined by the decisions that you've made in the past. You know, and, and life is full of big decisions like which job we should have. Maybe you're in the middle of deciding which job you should get. Maybe there's a job that's out of state or, you know, maybe you, you know, you're, you're trying to decide whether you should buy a house or not, or if you buy, you should buy a new house or, um, perhaps you're dating someone and the relationship maybe isn't the healthiest and, you know, you can't decide whether you should leave him or her, or you should just pray and stick it out to see if, if God can change that person. Um, and certain decisions carry less weight, you know, like which shirt should I wear this morning or, or what should we have for dinner? And, you know, these things are decisions that we have to make, some small and, and, and some big. And then, of course, there's those that I know myself at times can be like that. We're just not the best at making decisions. Um, especially when we're under pressure or stress, um, you know, sometimes we we regret decisions that we make based on our, our emotions, like, you know, maybe um, hurting someone in your family, hurting your, your spouse or your child on maybe some words that you might say to them based on, on your emotions or um, making a big purchase that, you know, to impress someone or... Um, maybe leaving the state or, or there's so many major decisions. And sometimes we make decisions, bad decisions, 
uh, based on our emotions. And then there's, um, you know, some of you watching, and in fact, I'm sure most of you that are watching, if not all of you, uh, you guys are, are, are in the middle of making a major decision now. Um, you know, sometimes maybe you're, you're, maybe you have kids and, and you're not sure if you want a third one or, um, like I said earlier, you're, you know, you're in the middle of jobs and, you know, maybe there's a job that came up and you want to take it, but you know, maybe you're scared and you're scared to make that decision and you're like, God, what is it that you, you want me to do? Um, and it's scary sometimes. It's scary sometimes, but you, we have to rely on God and know that, um, that there's a process. And these are things that we're going to talk about in this series. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to build on the foundation. What we're going to learn is to build on the foundation. And, and I want to try to answer a big question. And that question is, when it comes to God's will, what does God care about? When it comes to God's will, what does God care about? And, and we're going to look at two thoughts that um, are really important to build the foundation that we will move upon in the next few weeks. And um, like, what does God care about? And the first thing, if, if you're taking notes at home, um, is this. God cares about who before do. God cares about who before do. Now, when it comes to God's will, when it, when it comes to the will of God, God cares about, he cares more about who you are than what you're going to do vocationally or in ministry or things like that. God cares more about who you are and who you'll be more than what you'll do. In in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, and this is in the New Living Translation, it says this. It says, God's will for you is to be... You know, some of you might fill the blank to to be a, a pastor or to be a missionary or to do so many things. But it says God's will for you is to be holy. It doesn't say God's will is for you to be, like I said, to be a missionary or pastor. Or you could insert any profession or goal in that line. It doesn't say that. That's not God's main objective in your life. His main goal is for you to be holy. Now you're probably thinking, Alex, being holy is for pastors and priests. I mean, I'm I'm not holy, Alex. I mean, I mean, so maybe you're thinking that. I mean, I can't even drive down the street without, you know, yelling at someone when they cut me over. And, and believe me, I I completely I get that. But being holy doesn't mean to be perfect. Being holy doesn't mean that you have everything together. Being holy doesn't mean that, you know, oh, high and holy and mighty. That's not, it's not what you think it is. Being holy means to be sanctified or to be set apart, to be different than the rest of the world. In, in Romans 12, 2, um, in the message version, which when I saw this, I was like, man, this is... The perfect 
um, translation, the perfect way that I, what I wanted to convey. And it says this in Romans uh, uh, 12, chapter 2, in the message version. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. You know, as as the rest of the world is, you know, on social media is, is just fighting and, and, and just spewing hate and spewing division. And as I'm sure a lot of you know and, and, and see, um, us as Christians, we should be the complete opposite. We should be shown love. And, and a lot of times we don't. And in Romans 12, it says that, that we should be set apart, that we should be different, that we shouldn't look like the rest of of the world. And this brings me here. You know, you know, what if if you think, you know what, Alex, you know, I'm not that person. I, you know, there's no way that I could be set apart from the rest of the world. I mean, there's just there's too much baggage that I'm carrying. There's too much stuff that I'm holding on to. There's there's too many things I've experienced that that they're causing me not to be holy or to be different than everyone else. But let me tell you this. For those, for those that, that have given their life to God, for those that have, have made that decision to, to, to surrender their life and say, Jesus, you are Lord. You are holy. You have become part of his family. You have been set apart. And, you know, I, I think of my daughters. I, I have three. I have a, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and a four-year-old. And, and to think that there is nothing that they have to do to be my child. There is no good deed. There is no good act. There is no work. Um, there is nothing that they can do that will make them less or more my daughter, my daughters. Just being born is enough for them to be my daughters. And, and, and that's how it is when you become a Christian, because we are um, born again. When we give our lives to God, we are born again and we become part of his family. And, and at that point, at that point, there is no work. There is no deed. There is nothing that you have to do to be more his child, to be holy, to be set apart. That in itself makes you holy. And the great thing about that is that once we make that decision, once we give our lives to, to the Lord and we are part of the family, and that's when that supernatural a transformation in our lives begins. And, and, and only transformation that only God uh, can do. It could be uh, recovering from addiction. It could be uh, being healed from trauma that you might have dealt with when you were younger. Um, I mean, that was part of my transformation personally. 
Um, it could be getting over pain from a divorce um, or a, a really bad split. Um, there's so many things that God wants to do in us. Because His main goal in your life is not about the things that He wants you to do or that you're going to do. But His main goal and His main objective is the person that He wants you to be. You know, years ago, um, there was a skit that, that we did um, in, at the bridge and also at Sunday service. And it's called God's Chisel. And it's about um, a guy or a girl um, who's having a conversation with, with God, with Jesus. And in that conversation, you know, he's telling God, he's like, God, I'm not good. Jesus, I'm not good and, and Jesus is telling him, no, you are my masterpiece. I, I made you good. I made you holy. And the person say, no, no, Jesus, I'm not. I mean, look at this. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I, I have anger problems. I have lust problems. I, I, am, I'm, I can't get out of, out of addiction. I have all these different things. Then Jesus says to him, no, you are. You're not seeing yourself the way I see you. And in this skit... Jesus begins to take a hammer and a chisel and starts to chisel away all those things that that person is struggling with. Chiseling away lust and anger and addiction and laziness and all these different things. And in the skit, it's interesting because the person's like, ouch, that hurts when, when Jesus is chiseling them away. And, and Jesus says, yes, you know, I, I know. You know, because a lot of times when God is, is working in us, when God is, is dealing with our pain, we, we have to experience and we have to encounter this pain in order um, to move on. And it's a process. You know, it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that, you know, you come to the Lord and all of a sudden the chiseling happens and, and all these bad things in us start to disappear. No, it's, it's a lifelong process. It's things that, because none of us are perfect. Um, it's a process that I'm going through right now. It's a process that, you know, you might see, you know, like the most holy or religious person, you know, you might think whether it's a pastor and you're like, man, um, that person is not dealing with struggles. And the reality is that they are because we all do. And God is working in us every single day. And it's a lifelong process that until we take our last, last breath, God is, is still chiseling and, and working in us. Uh, with me, I remember when, when I first um, gave my life to the Lord, um, I actually, you know, I grew up in the church and then, then I left the church. And, you know, within that time, there's a lot of things that, that I dealt with. Um, and even before that, um, living in an abusive home, my father, um, you know, addiction with him. Um, I, I lost my mom when I was 21. Um, and really didn't have a good relationship with my father. And I remember when I first came to God, you know, you come first come to the Lord and it's like, man, you want to take on the world. You, you want to do everything and you want to reach so many lost people. And I remember as, as clear as day that God, the first thing that he wanted to do is deal with, with all these things that I was dealing with, whether it was, um, unforgiveness with my father, um, not never dealing with, and mourning my mom's death. And I remember for about a year and a half, it was, it was, it was probably one of the worst years of my life. 
dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression. And here I am, you know, giving my life to the Lord and you think that everything is going to be all fine and dandy. And here I am, I'm going through the, one of the worst years of my life. But in that year, God was refining me. God was putting me through fire. God was chiseling all those things in me that he really wanted me to, 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 to deal with, um, preparing me for the things that he hadn't planned for me. But before we even got there, he wanted to deal with all these different things. And within that time, I never, there was never a period in my life that I relied on God so much where I had to wake up in the middle of the night and pray and cry to him. And, and, and in the afternoon, and I remember going in my lunch break, going to the, to, to, to the, into a closet and just praying to God, just because there's so much pain that I had, but I knew in that process that God was dealing with it. And he still is dealing with it. Like I said, it's not something that, that happens. You know, there's times now that, that God has to remind me that, look, Alex, you still have to deal with this. And, you know, I come to him and, and God deal with my insecurities. God deal with my anger problem. You know, God deal with, with, um, so many things that God is still working in. So the second thing, um, if you're taking notes that we're going to go, go into is God's will is why before what? God's will is why before what? Our motives matter more to God. What we do, why we, sorry, why we do things is more important than what we're actually doing. Let me repeat it again. Why we do things, our motives, is more important to God than what we're actually doing. Psalm 39, it's, it's, it's such a powerful prayer. It says, search my heart, O God. See if there's any offensive way in me. Lead me into the way everlasting. And I mean, that's, that's a scary prayer. I mean, it's a scary prayer from like standpoint of like God, uh, uh, you're just becoming so vulnerable that God is searching all the offensive things in us, all the bad motives, all the things that, that people don't know. But at the same time, it's, it's liberating knowing that if anyone is going to, should know it's him because he's the one that could work in us. And especially when it comes to the church, I mean, of course, in other things, you know, people that have bad motives go far and, and they, they end up doing things, but within the church within the body of Christ, it is almost impossible. It's almost impossible to end up in the right destination when you start with the wrong why. The, the why really matters to God. You know, we have to examine our motives. What is God's will? What does God want me to do? I mean, are you going to buy a car? Okay, you're going to buy a car, then why? Why are you buying this car? Is it because you can afford it and you, and you want a more reliable transportation? Or are you trying to make a statement that you cannot afford? You know, um, wh why am I involved in this ministry? 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're involved in a ministry. Um, is it to serve others and, and you know, to, to impact the body of Christ and, and to impact the world? Or is it because you like the attention you get when you do that? Our motives matter to God. Because God's will is why before what. And I'll give you an example. You know, this may not be, you know, like in ministry and things like that. But for me, it it was a very um, impactful time in my life. Um, So I've I've dealt with my weight for most of my life. Um, um, And there's a time that I lost a lot of weight. And then I ended up gaining a lot of weight back. And for a long time, I, I really struggled with, with with trying to lose the weight. And my my goal was always like, you know what? I wanted to I want to fit into these size jeans. I want to fit into this size shirt. I want to you know go to the beach one day and 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 not have to worry about wearing a shirt or, or things like that. And I and that was my why. And I remember I would go to the beach, to to the gym, and it would last maybe a week and a half, and I'd stop, you know, and then all of a sudden I get discouraged and, you know, oh, I'm going to get back to the gym, I'm going to start eating better. I go back to the gym, it'll last a month, and then I'll go back to to my old way of of my old lifestyle. Um, You know, and, and it would just keep on happening. It was just like a roller coaster over and over and over and over again. And until one day, um, you know, once I started having, you know, once I had children and I had my first daughter and I had my second daughter, my why changed. My why went from, you know what, I want to wear this size pants and this size shirt to I want to live long enough to see my daughters grow older. I want to live long enough to to walk them down the aisle. I want to live long enough to to see my grandchildren. And you know, for those who don't know, you know, my my mom passed away at 49. Uh, my father passed away in his late 50s. So in my mind, you know, there's that. No, I want to be there. I I I, I couldn't imagine my girls being fatherless when they're going through all these major things in their lives um, like I've experienced. So my why changed. And what happens? Consistent with the gym, I'm down 30 pounds. You know, I remember my first goal was to to get off blood pressure medications. I'm off the blood pressure medications. Um, all those other things that maybe I wanted, like you know, being in this pants size and this shirt size, all that stuff happened. But it happened because my why changed. If I would have kept the, the, the same old why, I probably would have lost it. But because my why changed, the end result changed. And it's all about the why. It's all about the intent. Now, you know, if, if you're complimenting someone, you know, is it because you're sincere, you know, um, or because you want them to think better of you? Um, if you're posting this photo on Instagram or any social media platform, is it because you want to share something meaningful to you 
or bring a point of goodness to God, of God? Or is it because you want everyone else to think, wow, you look cool, or look how important, or wow, look at those new shoes, or wow, look at that bod. It's all about the intent. And, and Paul said it so powerfully. He says it so powerfully in Colossians 3.17, and it's in the, the NIV version. And it says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, whatever you do, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your friends, whether it's at work, in whatever thing that you're doing, it says, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. As we give ourselves to God for him to work and change who we were, he then begins to change our motives. You know, he, changed, he, he begins to change our motives. And instead of doing it for selfish reasons, instead of doing it for, for reasons that it gains our esteem or self-esteem or our egos, we then start to do it because the love of God shines through us. You know, so many of us ask, what does God want me to do? I'm telling you, it's, it's such a, a common thing. I mean, even I find myself asking that. Sometimes I hear my wife asking, like, what is it that God wants me to do? A better starting place is, who does God want me to become? Not what does God want me to do. Who does God want me to become? You know, I'm, I'm young, I'm 37 years old, and but as I get older um, now and, and, you know, have children, my mind has changed a lot um, to what is important. So the things that were important to me in the past are not that important, and things that weren't important are, are now important. And I think about what I want to be remembered for when I'm gone, when I pass away. Uh, when I was younger, I always thought that, you know, I want to be remembered for my accomplishments. I want to be remembered for the things that I've done. Um, I want to be remembered for all the shows that I directed and put up. And, and um, I, I want to be remembered for, for all the youth that, that came to the Lord because of my involvement at the bridge. But what I really want to be remembered for is for the person that I am. You know, I I want to be remembered for how much I loved people. For how much um that, that, that remembered that 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 I was a man with integrity. That my nose were nose and and my yeses were yeses. I want to be remembered that I was a caring, loving father. I want to be remembered that I, I was a good friend. I want to be remembered that I was a good brother. That someone that was generous, not only with his time, but with the things that he had. Why? Is it because the things that we do are, are not important? No. 
No. Because at the end of the day, all those things would point back to God. That I'd be remembered for being this man, not because I'm good, not because Alex is all these different things that I said, but because I allowed God to transform me into this person. Because I, I, I ran the race. Because I didn't allow all my discouragements and the person that I am at this person, uh, the person that I am at this time to kind of be like, you know what, God, I'm not perfect. I'm this, this, and this, and that. I can't anymore. No, I hung the race. I, I stayed in the race. Because I allowed God to transform me into this person. Because to God, who you are matters more than what you do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you, my God. We thank you that, that you, your main goal is who we are, my God. My God, and right now there's people at home watching, God, that, that are in a place where maybe they haven't given their heart to you, my Lord. And I just pray right now, my God, those that are home, if, if they feel a tugging in their heart or if they feel in their heart to, to be part of the family, my God, I just pray that you will meet them where you are, Lord, where they're at, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that, that have given their life to God, my Lord, that you will just continue to work in their hearts, my God, that you will continue the transformation, Lord, that you will give them the faith to just give it all to you, my God. Not to hold anything back, not to hurt, not to, to hold back any hurt or pain or unforgiveness or the, the things that they struggle with, like lust and, and addiction and, and, and all these different things, Lord God, that you want to transform in them. I pray, Lord, that you will give them the courage to give it all to you. We thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing in these lives, my God. I thank you for the work that you're doing in Christ's fellowship in this body, Lord. Not as a church in general, but individually, every single person, my God. We love you and we thank you for all the things that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend. God bless. Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth is a Christian community whose mission is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. You can learn all about us by visiting cfofelizabeth.com. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, as well as at various times throughout the week. If you'd like to see a video recording of the full worship service this teaching came from, you can watch On Demand on our YouTube channel, and you can join us live online every week by visiting cfofelizabeth.live. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. See you next time.